tools for vulnerability. I date memory from friends abroad relationship school. I date memory from friends abroad relationship school. I wanted to talk about vulnerability today, which is a key ingredient ingredient in healthy relationships, healthy and fulfilling relationship, and can increase closeness. It is having a measure of strength and courage, and it's not about weakness. And it is important that we learn that when you have a partner who you sleep with, you can actually share your innermost thoughts and feelings with this person. And vulnerability sits between undersharing, avoidance, and anxious oversharing or overfunctioning. And vulnerability comes from self-parenting, from having a valve for our emotions. In moments of distress, we can open up without lashing out or shutting down. That is important. But the thing is for us to be able to share in a vulnerable way we might have needed to have that modeled in our earlier lives and if we grew up in situations where we were shamed for our emotions where we felt unsafe if we shared to our parents or caregivers then it can be difficult to for us to open up we might be afraid to express our insecurities or our needs in fear that we will be labeled and we will be um, attacked or we will be judged and will be abandoned. So it's important that we learn vulnerability in our relationships, uh, in our close relationships, then to be kind to ourselves first and connect with our hearts, get into the body and accept all our emotions first. And we want to challenge our beliefs and be courageous and we act without fear and shame. And we move towards what we really want and that might not be a person but a situation and if it's not there in a person in a relationship with a certain person then we can uh, move away from there and find a place where we are able to really express our truth we want to learn to step out of the comfort zone and take risks and try new experiences and not be afraid of the um, the outcomes of people judging us and we want to also observe and learn from people who display vulnerability and accept and appreciate that negative and uh, bad things will happen in life there is duality and we will also do negative things in life and we need to be okay with that but actually to learn from them that's the only way we can become vulnerable and to also learn that um, in order for us to be vulnerable we need to open up in space in safe spaces that is important and when we have made mistakes and uh, shared in spaces where we are not appreciated or where our emotions are not welcomed then we can let go and move on to other spaces because that's all uh, a learning process because we need to be authentic we need not shut down because we met people who didn't listen to us because that is actually shutting down our authenticity but we can learn and then find uh, spaces where there is um, interpersonal safety which gives us permission to share openly and um, for us to feel safe and um, we can really be overprotective because we feel that if we share we'll be harmed but we can ease into vulnerability in small ways start with sharing smaller stuff and take time to check in with ourselves first and parent ourselves before we share and it's important to avoid suppressing and avoiding difficult emotions and to lose sight of our we 
feel. So we need um, meditation, therapy, journaling, and other emotional tracking practices, which can help us to understand ourselves and our emotional existence. And these practices can help us to develop comfort with our strong emotions. And then we can share them to increase connection and vulnerability and closeness. And um, it's important that um, when we when we share also we learn from others who are sharing and we allow them to share especially in a relationship we learn to avoid shame and and um, shaming or judging the partner who's sharing and exposing them or you know blaming them so that they end up being feeling afraid and guilty and not trusting us. So if we validate their feelings and we listen and hold space instead of offering solutions sometimes, unless they ask for them, then we are acknowledging their experience, even if we do not necessarily agree sometimes with their perspective. And if we learn to do that, sometimes our partner can do that back to us. And also by allowing a partner to hold space, we are being vulnerable. And to be vulnerable, we we need to seek relationships um, with value, with which actually validate us. Um, relationships where we have the same values and with relationships that have emotional intimacy. So instead of looking for people for their appearance or what they have, we want to look into whether we are connecting with someone on a deeper level and we can express our desires and needs with softness and warmth and with curiosity and feeling statements. This is because people respond to displays of vulnerability that are positive and when others share their experiences with us authentically and with vulnerability it does create closeness um, in all of us so it's important that we set an example of um, of vulnerability in our relationships and um, and also we hold space for our partner and then we probably look into whether they are also able to hold space for us. So it helps us all to be in this space where we learn foremost to manage our emotions because in order for us to be able to hold space for others, we need to know our deeper issues. We need to be able to manage our deeper emotions and our stronger emotions. And we need to be comfortable in our own skin with our emotions. And we need to understand that when we share ourselves, we neither win nor lose. And we show up to be seen without control over the outcome. And um, we also start to let go of patterns that we learned in our childhood. A lack of vulnerability can give us a false sense of security, causing an inability to share feelings or needs because of fear of abandonment or, or, or betrayal. And lack of vulnerability can lead to breakups as people struggle to open up or create a safe container to express their emotions. And also when we are not really vulnerable, our partner cannot see us because they are not seeing our true self. They are seeing a facade. They are seeing a front that 
we put up because we are hardened in our childhood and now we are lashing out defensively, we are stonewalling, we are demanding, we are throwing tantrums because we have not learned to be more vulnerable enough to open up and express our needs safely because we imagine that opening up and asking for help or expressing that we have not reached a certain emotional level makes us look weak. Vulnerability is actually actually is is not self-betrayal lack of vulnerability is self-betrayal with somebody else and we've chosen to be with this person we need to learn to hold space and also we are also looking for someone who can hold space for us but for both of us that comes from parenting ourselves first and being able to manage our emotions and being able to ask for and to accept help and being able to trust and allow others the opportunity to give to us and also for us to give to others and to receive gracefully and appreciatively and also to also give gracefully and appreciatively and to be able to admit when we are wrong and to apologize and to also avoid forcing people to open up and allow them to open up when they feel safe and when we are vulnerable and we are able to hold space and we are not controlling we can give them an opportunity to decide when they are ready to hold space to 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 um to express themselves to be vulnerable to us because if we are controlling and they don't feel safe with our communication then they are not going to be vulnerable to us and that is the same thing to us for us too when we are not feeling safe it might not be i mean it might be difficult for us to uh, to be vulnerable but like i said if you have chosen to be in a relationship with someone make peace with and accept rejection with grace it might be that you need to take the 100 days of rejection challenge and not to take anything personally and we don't weigh people with our eyes or against their failures from yesterday we know that salvation comes from unexpected places and we are open to receiving from any place from anyone we can be vulnerable knowing that we are not going to lose anything and even if we feel our partner is not good with this kind of thing we are still going to open up to them because we know that we chose to be with them and we want them to know our deepest um, desires and our deepest needs and we need not fear abandonment people are on loan anyway and we cannot hold on to people out of fear because that will lead to pain and being taken for granted the opposite of vulnerability is arrogance, flooding, dependence, wars, and defensiveness. So we need to learn to cultivate discipline with and introduce vulnerability exercises and set an intention to be vulnerable in our lives and to experience the moment intentionally, detachmentally, and explore how we feel before we share or before we respond. And when we also have someone doing the same, we need to be able to hold space for them just as we are able to hold space for our emotions. I hope that's helpful. And I hope you continue to work on the quality of your life before relationships and to know that in each relationship that you are going to get into, you need to be vulnerable because it strengthens the connection, quality life before relationships. See you tomorrow.
Hi there, it's Memory from Friends Abroad Relationship School. I wanted to share children while healing trauma. Hi there, it's Memory from Friends Abroad Relationship School. And today I wanted to share this topic around parenting while healing. And this can be a challenge, just like uh, healing while in your, you're in a relationship. Because these relationships, parenting and uh, romantic relationships, are both a source of triggers. So your in your deepest secu- insecurities and your deepest traumas will be triggered in these relationships. So the important thing when you start healing is to know why you are healing. And it is important to understand that you are healing for the quality of your life and also for whom you are healing, for yourself, for your relationships and uh, for the future, for future generations that involves or includes children and it helps to recognize that children are a great training ground for triggers being the people that you are healing for so they give you an opportunity to train um, for your relationships to train to use your tools or skills for uh, relationships management and also your social skills so it's important when you have children or you work around children while you are healing that you really use this opportunity that you have with young children to parent yourself and to, like I said, use them as a training ground and to manage your anxieties. Because what happens is when we struggle with children, it's not because of what the children are doing, but it's because of our own anxieties. And when we struggle with them to the point that we can't manage them, it's because we are struggling to manage our own anxiety. It is as simple as that. And when we are then, you know, in a situation where they have developed conduct disorders or mental health problems or they are difficult to manage, that means uh, we have chronically struggled to manage our anxieties and therefore we have not been able to contain the situation and, and uh, regulate ourselves and therefore pass on skills to our children. So it's important to treat children like young adults. Just imagine when you're at work, you communicate with people uh, with respect, treat children the same way and you find that life will be much easier. And even sometimes when it's difficult, uh, but if you are the adult, you parent yourself first, and then you come back to a child and you communicate with them. With time, you find that everything will calm down. If you, the parent, calms down, everything in the house might actually calm down. I know there are children with, uh, who are autistic and with some complex issues, um, and that can be different and challenging, but we still can get help out there and support and we still need need those tools for our own tranquility that is key and then get the support and that can also still help our environment with our child who is um who is struggling so it's also important to fill up the love your love tank before you 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 start parenting before you are parenting and, and that means you live with the children, but every day fill up your love tank. This is why I encourage self-care. Do self-care before you do anyone or anything, whether it's a partner or children. Because then you get into the world, into the house, into your parenting, into your relationship equipped uh, for your role. Um, and um, you're not running on empty. And then you fill up the tanks for the ch- for your children. Do gratitude affirmations, um, meditation, 
uh, self-hugs, catharsis, deep breathing in the morning and set an intention and also do the same for your children. You can also pra- practice meditation with them, you practice gratitude with them and fill up their tongues with words of affirmations, with hugs and, and kind words and uh, other things that you can do for them like gifts. So you want to also learn to apologize to, ch- to yourself when you make mistakes and just like that you also apologize to children. The same thing that you are wanting are the same things that the children want. It's important to know that. And don't hide your emotions, but also avoid using children as a support system. There are some people who parentify children. They really rely on a child to support them and they feel they, they enable themselves to continue with their suffering, um, you know, it's 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 not through a fault of theirs, but still, the child is not responsible for parenting an adult. We are all learning that. Some of us have made such mistakes, thinking that children um, can be parentified. But it's important that we recognize that we need to be compassionate to our children and allow them to be children. We need to heal our battles before we come home. And I always like to do this thing where I, I segment intend before I get into the house and make sure that I am tell myself and remind myself that I'm now going home. Whatever else has happened at work or out in the world, I need to leave it there. And I parent myself and soothe myself. And then I go and restart my role in the home. And that's important. We need to also foster connection instead of correction. Because sometimes we can be too focused on the mistakes of children and end up disconnecting with them, disengaging with them because we are too focused on correction. So focus on connection sometimes, even when they make mistakes, sometimes let it go and sometimes choose a time. And sometimes you want to retreat and detach and and parent yourself play first and let them play and let them be dirty, let them do whatever they do. And then you can come and guide them to clean themselves up and also to uh, to learn to do chores, to learn to do things to support themselves in life. Your relationships or friendships need to be in yours and the children's best interest. And if you're actually acting your best interest, you'll find that your children, your, your relationships will actually also sub- support your children. Uh, and... Um, if you split up from their father or mother, it's important that you allow children to have access to their parent because you're not the only parent. And it also helps to parent yourself around that no matter what difficulties you had in that relationship. Because sometimes children um, get to the, at the, the, uh, at the receiving end of your, your, your marital or romantic problems. And it's important that they are not really um, suffering because you are suffering or because you didn't get along. If you meet someone with kids, you want to recognize the responsibility you have to show up as an exemplary figure, as a guiding figure in their life. It doesn't matter. They are not your children, but they will be in your life. So you want to really decide whether you want to be with someone with children if you don't have children. And also, when you choose partners, it's important that you look into how safe they are around your children. And it's important for us all to recognize children and punching bags for our for our 
our anxieties and our problems and our frustrations. So we need to manage ourselves and treat ourselves kindly with compassion whilst we are learning tools. That's why we need to learn tools for each occasion so that we get into any situation. We take our tools out and, and really sort out the situation so that um, we are not bleeding on anyone or anything. And um, just as you uh, need not make an effort for love, neither should children. They shouldn't really effort for love. They shouldn't be trying to uh, to, to, to show their worth, to, to demonstrate worthiness just to be loved. They need to just know they are lovable and they are loved. And that's our responsibility as parents. So it's important that you learn to parent yourself and to give yourself the best of your life and um, to live the best of your life and to actually buy tranquility in your life through use of tools. And as you do that, you also do the same. Fill your cup every day and fill up your children's cup. I hope that's helpful. And I hope you can also seek support where you struggle with children. It's, it's possible it happens, but you're not alone. Try to find circles, parenting circles. Try to find um, support in therapy, counseling, where you can try to find groups, um, you know, with same uh, same interests and people who are parenting, people who are struggling with parenting, or people who support with parenting. Quality life before relationships. I'll see you again tomorrow. Bye bye.